Welcome back to Bible study, to Paul's letter to the Galatian church. And we're still, when I say we're still, we're getting to the climax of uh, Galatians chapter 2. And I'm joined by Reverend John Campbell, <laughs> very reverend, and uh, Derek Walker, bless you. Thank you. Doctor Derek Walker. Thank you very much. And I think, John, you're going to read from verse um, 15 to the end of I the am chapter. Indeed. And then Derek will pray. So 2 Galatians, starting at chapter, uh, two Gal Galatians chapter 2, starting at verse 15. We who are Jews by nature are not sinners of the Gentiles, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Christ Jesus, that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law, no flesh shall be justified. But if while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves are also found sinners, is Christ therefore a minister of sin? Certainly not. For if I build again those things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. For I, through the law, died to the law, that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ, it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God. For if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died in vain. Wonderful. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to come around your word. Lord, please open up your word to us and we pray for all the viewers that you bless them wherever they are at. Holy Spirit, be strong in their hearts. And Lord, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of understanding. Let us have that reverence for your word that causes us to begin to enter into true understanding. Yes, Lord. Thank you for blessing each one of us now. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Wonderful. So I, we've had the, um, you know, Paul re-emphasizing, as, as we mentioned at the end of last week, uh, about um, uh, being justified by ob observing the law. And, and sort of just uh, justification, it, you know, has an element of righteousness. Mm. In it. I, I think in Romans 1, Paul says, the just shall live by faith. And then in another translation, it says, the righteous shall live same, by faith. So I see word. it as sort of somehow being made right first. with God, and that is righteousness. Or, or a, a, the margin on a text being justified because it's made you know, in line with, with what God wants. But I think it's worth for folks, um, especially those watching who aren't sort of immersed in theological language, um, exactly what, because it's so critical to this passage, mm. what does it mean to be justified? Yes, the, the word um, justified means to be declared righteous. Uh, I think certainly in the way Paul is using it in this passage. It, it can mean to be vindicated, mm. but it, in, it's used in the law court sense, which I believe Paul is using here, mm. to be declared righteous. Mm. So not just to be declared forgiven or innocent, but to be declared righteous. 
and it's the opposite of condemnation. All right, so when Paul says there is now no condemnation in Christ Jesus, Romans 8.1, that's another way of saying you're justified. Yeah. So it's, it's a legal term, and, and, and of course, through the gospel message is that we are justified not through our own righteousness that we generate by law-keeping, yeah. Yeah. by our own works, but we're justified by the, by the imputed righteousness of Christ that Christ lived a perfect life and on the cross he offered that up to us as a free gift so that when we accept Christ and we're put in Christ, his righteousness is put to our account. It's imputed to us okay. so that we now have the righteousness of Christ in that sense. God then see, sees us as forgiven and righteous and he declares us righteous. Um, Therefore, there is now no condemnation. Because there's some... There's we are verse, righteous in his sight. Yeah, in verse 17, it talks about that you're, you're seeking to be justified. Does that fit with that, that definition? Or is that, is that the wrong kind of I, um, justification that they're seeking? No. People, yeah. It says, um, if while we seek to be justified... Yeah. Um, well, basically, there, there are two approaches. One is to, to seek to save yourself, to establish yeah. your own righteousness, yeah. Romans 10, 3, yeah. I think. Yeah. The, the problem with the, the Jews was, many of the Jews, is that they tried to establish their own righteousness right. by the law. So they were seeking righteousness through yeah. the law, through their law keeping, whereas we That's right. are seeking righteousness through the gospel and, and gaining it. Yeah. You know, so we seek it and we, we find it righteous. through that's the gospel. Quite, quite so it's a, it's a seeking it, that's successful. Pretty fundamental It's it absolutely point. fundamental. I think understanding um, what justification is is very important. Derek explained mm. it well. Mm. Uh, Derek Prince used to say, I don't know whether it originated with him or not, but it was quite clever as one of those things that helped me see that justified is just as if I'd never sinned. Good. And uh, which I think is, is is very good, and people might even struggle with that. Uh, but this is all legal. It's yeah. hev it's heavenly legal as opposed to corrupted legal, but it's heavenly legal uh, in the sense that Christ has paid the price. And uh, you know, everything about my flesh now makes it hard for me to say what I'm going to say. My flesh is saying you yeah. can't say that, yeah. but I'm going to say it. This is why when you sin, saved soul, when you sin, you don't lose your salvation because if you did, mm. God will be saying your justification, Christ's death was not adequate. Yeah, mm. Or he needs to die again, yeah. Mm. That's right. Every time you sin. That's right. So it, it's right. extraordinary. And, and then tie it in with the, the, there is now no condemnation. Now, we, we, should start we should start floating on air, but we don't because this legal part of, of, of our flesh, it's this sin that dwells in our flesh, is, keeps drawing us back under law it, all the time, which is why we have to live by the Spirit, because if we walk by the Spirit, there's no condemnation. And when we allow the flesh to get the upper hand, there's always condemnation. It, that, that's not, that's, you know, it's, that, that, that scripture is not a judgmental one, yeah. it's one that warns you. If you don't walk by the Spirit, you're going to be under constant condemnation. It's not saying that this person is better than that person, it's just a, an explanation, a warning. And, and it, it is so true, because um, how can you walk in the, all the freedom of Christ unless you really grapple with 
and that involves your mind as well as, as, as well as discipline. Yes, you really grapple with what it means to be under grace. It's worth grappling with. I'm not saying I'm there yet, but my goodness so, me, it's worth grappling with. So is it with. correct to, to, to be uh, um, uh, talking about Romans 7 in this context of Paul, the, the wrestling, you know, that it, his flesh. Yeah, no, I think Romans yeah. 7 will come in very much when we look at verse yeah. 20 and 21. Yes, I okay. think there's a direct comparison. It's the other side of the coin, yes. isn't it? Yes. Very much so. So you were going to speak well, and I, I think interrupted. Just to, no, uh, I often uh, interrupt before you speak, just in case. <laughs> well, you're in charge. You know. <laughs> the, um, I think it helps to know there are two issues going on here in legalism, which Paul deals with both of them in Galatians. One is the primary one of justification by faith. Mm. And, and I think Partly what you're saying, John, as well, is that this, the constant thing of the flesh that affects us. It's not that people like us would um, are questioning justification by faith. No. But, you know, we know that's done, even, you know, if our flesh might fight that. But there's a second issue. And the first issue was the first part of Galatians 2, but it's more the sanctification issue yeah. that is in, in play in the second part of Galatians 2, because we, rather than living, but we've started with grace, but now we want to be perfected by the flesh, you know? That's right. Uh, and so it's an issue of our sanctification that somehow we think we can sanctify ourselves by our law-keeping. Yeah. And we can't. We, we, it's only by grace, by God's power, that we are who we are. And, and exactly. it's interesting in, the, in this passage here. I, want to, I, I will interrupt now, only because yeah. I've got something mm. that I will forget. Mm. It's from when John said about each sin being, you know, if, if it would be unworkable if, if the Lord had to die every yeah. time uh, we sin. But there's that passage where Paul says in Romans 3 that God in his divine forbearance, he left sins committed beforehand unpunished. Mm. And this idea that what... Um, Jesus died once for all sin um, uh, in over all time, you know, uh, from before the cross to the present day, once um, for all. Um, and I, I, I can't hold back, you know, I want to have an answer to this one, is those that uh, died um, in sin before the Lord died for sin, um, and, and it obviously does relate to the Jewish people and the, 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 those that preceded the Lord, um, the mechanism for their salvation, because it's not through faith, or is it through faith it looking will. forwards it, to the fulfillment of the, the prophecies? It's the land that was, was crucified before yeah. the foundation of the world. It, and, and remember yes. that, that God is outside time. Maybe a digression, but we, I want to... Well, it's, not. It's, a, it, no, it's not a digression yeah. at all, it's pertinent. You know, we, we are strapped and our thinking is strapped by, in a linear way, we progress through time, but God is outside time. And so he, he set in place the salvation for his chosen people by the very decision um, that Christ would die for the world. And, and that and applies through every moment, every, through, every saved through time. Every soul is, is saved through the blood of the Lamb. Yeah, yeah so no it other. was always by faith. I mean, that's what Hebrews 11 is saying. Yeah, yes, right. That, that from forwards. the beginning... That, you know, people were believing God. God gave the original promise. Now, 
got, what happened in early history is, is, is squashed into just a few chapters right at the yeah. start of Genesis. Yeah. But we've got to understand, they, they, they had knowledge of the Messiah. Genesis 3.15, the original prophecy of the Messiah, speaks of salvation by grace. It's, 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 yeah. it's the salvation through God's champion. Yeah. And, and he's going to defeat the enemy and he's going to rescue man from sin. And then there was the sacrificial system brought in right from Adam. Yeah. Sacrifices yeah. began. Yeah. And then through the law of Moses, sacrifices. And so people who were saved essentially had some kind of faith in the yeah. coming Messiah. Yeah. Yeah. You know, not by their works. Yeah. And then you, we were talking before Bible study about Job, because that's the first book written apparently, or not. Some believe. I believe it's but around the same time as the Exodus. Yeah, okay. Probably. But it, it, so most likely it would yeah. be then, very early, some, very early. Because Moses wrote that after the Exodus sort of thing, yeah. It, it just to be, what I believe is that in fact the written records right from Adam onwards, you know, when it says the, this is the genealogy or the, That's right, the history course. of Adam. They, there were written records had throughout to, to be. that Moses compiled yeah. into the book of Genesis. Yeah. And then, of course, Moses wrote Exodus That's right. and so on. Yeah. But, and Job was that right and, back. And so we have, we've talked about this verse in Job 25. How can a man be righteous before God? That's the key question, isn't it? Thank you. That's my question That's to you. <laughs> I'm, not, I, you know, I'm not the one answering questions here. It's very profound. The blood of the lamb is the only way. It's a real question. Because you cannot it? avoid the legal issue, you know, that um, people think this is old-fashioned, but it's, you've got, God is perfectly righteous. Mm. We are sinful. Mm. How can we be made right with God? Because we, our, our own works are as filthy rags. There, God has to do something, you know, by grace and provide a righteousness for us, which he does through, through, through Christ. And it's a clear That's doctrine, a isn't it? That, yes, it's a free gift. It, it's, death came through Adam. Mm. Adam was a real man who, who lived, who fell, as it were. And then through him and his seed, it came to all men yes. and women. Now, I, absolutely, I'd like to pick up on that point because uh, I was talking last week, or was it week before, about my dear, dear brother in Christ, Hugh Jackman. Yeah. And he was doing a little teaching, a little short soundbite recently, which I listened to just before going to bed, and I was so blessed by it. Mm. And he, he, he was talking about at the fall, when creation, when creation fell, mm. no man could do anything about it. It was finished. The work of the first Adam, no man could do anything right. about. Well, how much more, more is it impossible for man to do anything about the finished work mm. of the last Adam? Exactly. He cannot degrade it, he cannot steal it, he cannot pervert it. Well, he, he does pervert it, but not in reality. He doesn't change, change the reality. No. And I thought that was, if anybody's feeling insecure, just yeah. think about that. That mm. finished work. Yeah. Look at the first work, a fallen work, and look at the last mm. work, a righteous work. And where sin abounds, how much a grace shall even more abound. That, that ties it's not even a balance. That a ties it together. Equation, is that it? ties it together beautifully. That verse. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't. Um, the Lord doesn't just somehow mount a counterbalance. It's absolutely overwhelmingly yeah. more that comes yeah. through grace in Christ Jesus. Yeah. You talked about that key verse, which yeah. is, the righteous shall live by faith. That's right. 
But it's really, well, it's both, because is it the righteous by faith shall live, yeah. or the righteous shall live by faith? Actually, in the Greek, I like it's, the previous one yeah. that you just said, but actually, because I've often pondered on actually, that. Actually, it's, 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 it's in Habakkuk is where it comes yeah. from. Um, the Jewish rendering of it is the righteous shall live by faithfulness to their God, which I think is a much better translation. Yeah, that's good. Brings God into it. Absolutely, but yes. But, uh, he, yes. He's, he's saying the, the righteousness, Romans 1.17, yeah. of God is revealed from faith to faith. Mm -hmm. So there's two aspects of faith. I'm trying to do the sanctification and the justification, okay, right? That's, that's good. So you, first save, of all, that will save time. <laughs> first of all, you're made righteous by faith yeah. alone. Yeah. All right. The righteous by faith shall live by faith, from faith to faith. Yeah. So the principle by which we live our life is the same principle by which we're justified, yeah. which, which is faith, which which yeah. issues in faithfulness. Yeah. But um, so in other words, th there's a second issue now. Once we're accepted that we're justified before God by faith, there's a second kind of false teaching that comes in that is in the messianic movement. Yeah. You know, that, that the basically says, movement. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That, that, that basically says, okay, we accept that you're justified by faith. Fair, fair enough. But to be really sanctified, to be really an elite Christian, they don't use these words, but this is my spin. Oh, no, I've come across uh, it. You need to keep the Torah. Yeah. Uh, you yeah, need to yeah. keep the law, yeah. then you'll be, and this was the spirit that had got in here in Galatians. So you've got to, I don't, I don't, it's a little bit tongue-in-cheek what I'm about to say, but you have been in many meetings. I was actually in one with uh, Dave DeLon, um, who folks on the channel will know, early interviews with Howard. Um, and um, I was in this Messianic meeting where we had an English translation. Um, but the, the trans, so it's in Hebrew uh, translated, but whenever the, the key words of the modern messianic movement were said in Hebrew, they were not translated into English. Really? So it was Ruach HaKodesh. So when it Ruach HaKodesh was said, you know, it wasn't translated as the Holy Spirit, it was translated. And when Yeshua said, it was translated as Yeshua. You know what I mean? Yes, yeah. And because it becomes like the motif mm. of, of, the, um, of the movement. Mm. Um, and that's the danger because, as you say, it creates an elitist. We're, we're the club who know these, yeah. you know, the the Kehillah instead of the body of Christ and things like that. Um, and I'm not decrying it. By the way, I think it's the most wonderful yeah. fulfillment that's been going on in terms of this growth of indigenous messianic churches rather than artificial sort of Judaized Gentile Western mm. churches that I, I used to sort of encounter in the 90s, you know, where you had, you know, people like you and me who are obviously indigenous English pretending to be Jewish right, right. <laughs> and it was ridiculous calling themselves rabbis and all of this it just not is incredible yeah and it, it, it it's it's an idea that um, somehow they, they want to keep the law somewhere and in a way the law enables certain teachers to to, to take that special status that we, yeah. we've got this inside knowledge yeah. And yeah. if you really want to advance you've yeah you know and, and this is what's behind this situation, because Peter, or not so much Peter, but these guys from, from James, who were saying you mustn't eat with the Gentiles, it wasn't saying these Gentiles are not really saved. That issue had been settled. But the issue is more like they're not on our level. Yeah. You know, we are, because we're law keepers, 
we're on a higher spiritual level and we're not to mix with them. That was certainly the impression given to the Gentiles, that, oh, we're, we're spiritually on a lower level, that elitism yeah. coming in. Therefore, the temptation then is we, we better get circumcised, we better jump yeah. in yeah. if we're going to be on that level. That, that would eventually compromise the gospel. And you can see that, that in Paul's irony Yep. In verse uh, 15, 15 yeah. we who are Jews by nature are not sinners of the Gentiles. Yes. So in a, there's That's an, true. Yeah, there's that, that comment could like be that. seen as correct, but yeah. of course it's ironic because it, it kind of reflects the language of, and the attitude of those Jews still a bit. We're not sinners like those Gentiles are sinners. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And of course the truth that Paul is saying is no, we're all yeah. sinners, yeah. Jews and Gentiles. Um, and in a sense, trying to be under the law makes you more of a sinner because you're now guilty of rejecting yeah. a greater light. And so he says, we know, verse 16, that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. In other words, whether you're Jew or Gentile, yeah. we're, we're all equally sinners and we all have to be justified by faith in Christ. Yeah. And so, He's also saying, if that's true, if that's how you're made right with God, you know, then you, it's, in, it's inconsistent then to start saying, well, now you're saved, you've got to start keeping the law if you're going to be sanctified. Mm -hmm. um, but that's the, the next issue, really, is the, they are saying that Paul is having to answer later as we go on. He's basically saying, you, um, you don't need the law to be sanctified. Christ in you is your sanctification. Um, but they think, no, you've got to keep the law, that will yeah. keep you out of trouble, you know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah big subject, sanctification. Yes, huge It's interesting in Romans 8, my dad always used to pick up on this, that, you know, those whom he justified, he, always, he also glorified. That said, it misses out it sanctification. Does. It misses because it, it's guaranteed. Glorification is, is the outworking of sanctification. It's guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah. Christ is the guarantee of our sanctification. Yeah. Yes. So it, it's a done deal. Yeah, yeah. praise God. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it flows from our justification. Yeah, yeah. yeah. wonderful. Um. Yes, uh, very good. I'm, I'm mindful of, of while we were talking about um, you know, justification, when he says, but now a righteousness apart from the law has been revealed, to which the law and the prophets testify. This righteousness comes through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and are justified freely by his grace. Yes. It does crop up every now and again in Paul's writings. <laughs> it's wonderful. Yeah, so have we got through to verse 17? So, no, so 16 again is... Yeah is basically Paul, this is a key verse because Paul is basically ramming the key yeah. thing at home. He says the same thing three ways from yeah. different, three different angles and he mentions the word justified yeah. three times and the word faith or believe three yeah. times. Yeah. So let's just quickly read it because it's so important. It's, it's basically the summary yeah. of what he's saying. Uh, knowing that a man, any man, is not justified by the works of law but by faith in Jesus Christ, even as we Peter and Paul have believed in Christ Jesus, literally into Christ Jesus. In, we have given our heart to Christ. We've put our trust in Christ. That we might be justified by faith in Christ. So he says it a second time there, not by the works of law. And then he says, it's a universal principle from Scripture, for by the works of the law no flesh shall be justified. And that's um, Psalm... 
Yep. Psalm 143. Okay, let's have a look at that. Yep. Verse 2, which, by the way, is also quoted in Romans yep. 3.20. That's a That's really right. important yep. scripture. It says... Um, Psalm 143, verse 2. The second part of the verse says, For in your sight no one living is righteous. There is none righteous, no, not one. Yeah, he, he, he really does lay that on thick, doesn't he, Paul? When, when he says, all have turned away, there is no one righteous. And that's, that's depravity, that's yeah. original sin. That's right. So that is a really important yeah. thing he's saying. Whether you're Jew or Gentile, yeah. Yeah. so the Jews are no more righteous yeah. than the Gentiles. They may have the law, but they're no more righteous and they equally need salvation. And, and just later on in that passage, it says, now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law. And then he says, so that the whole world may be silenced. Mm. Yeah. Every, no, every tongue may be silenced. The whole world held accountable right. to God. In other words, it is, it's, there's no exceptions. All, all have sinned. Mm. Mm. No yeah. flesh shall be justified. It's, yeah. a, it's absolutely clear, isn't it? Yeah. So therefore, if you want to be right with God, if you want to be justified, mm. the, there is only one way, and that's if God offers it to you as a gift, mm. and you've got the sense to receive it. Because <laughs> there are some people who don't want to be justified. You know, they, they've got rebellion in their heart. They, they want don't to do it really, their way. They, yeah, they just don't want, you know. I did it my it. way. Yeah. They don't need purpose. I've spoken to atheists. They say, I don't, I don't need meaning. And purpose. It's, it's like their, their conscience, as it were, is seared. Don't need it. Mm. Let's get on with discussing something else. Yeah. Mm. And yet we're talking enthusiastically about the imperative, how important it is for us to fulfill our existence by being made right with God. Yes. They don't believe in life after death, so... No. Uh, they're going to find out, sadly. Yes, sadly. They sees. did need it, very much so. Yes. <laughs> Because That's there are hard. eternal consequences to, That's your, hard. to your choice. That's hard. I mean, we, we are to be the most pitied, Paul says, if there's no resurrection, yeah. 1 Corinthians 15. But I think they're to be more pitied. Mm. Yes, indeed. If, if, if there is a because resurrection. Because there is a resurrection, <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. Paul, that's, no, Paul didn't write that. I think I've, I've just um, stolen the march on him. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. We're going to be the most pitied. Um, okay, so we're, we have reached verse 17. And Which is a bit tricky. That's what, yeah, I found it quite tricky. But that's why we've got you here, especially John. John, John will explain it for us. Oh, thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's probably looking in another part of the Bible. <laughs> uh, it is tricky, isn't it? It's, yeah. it, it's tricky to, to, to really understand what he's what he's getting at here. Reminds me of a good, sorry, I'll just give you time to think, a good friend. She, used to, she, she looked after Lance for many, many years, a lady called Margaret Tricky down, down in Twickenham. <laughs> and um, she, it's an absolutely true story. She was a dear, godly lady, I think came from a large missionary family. She's the only one who, who followed the Lord, actually, of all the children. But she told a story of how she was reporting a crime, you know, down at the police station. And may I have your name, madam? <laughs> She said, it's tricky. <laughs> he said, well, I know it might be tricky, but can I have your name? She said it for two or three times. I <laughs> thought that she was just playing him around. Yeah. But carry on, it's tricky. <laughs> it is tricky. <laughs> yes. but a really dear lady who lived into her 90s. Bless. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, so on that note, uh, I'll go over to Derek. Well, he's still because oh, when Derek, sorry, when it's tricky, Derek, that Derek doesn't mean Derek, Derek doesn't know the answer. Rides to the rescue. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, it mis the mystery that you know there are mysteries in the Bible. It doesn't mean we don't know. It's the like when mystery. you read it straight away. You That's think, right. What, what's going on here? Yeah. Uh, I think I do understand. Should it. we read it again but and so then? Yeah, yeah, let's, the commas don't help. Actually, no. the punctuation yeah. often doesn't. But if while we seek to be justified by Christ. We ourselves are also are found to be sinners. Is Christ therefore a minister of sin? Certainly not. For if I build again those things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. By the way, it does remind me, just one more interjection, of where Paul says um, um, that why not say... Um, let us do evil that good may result. It's in, it's in that passage in Romans where, where Paul says, you know, shall we do evil that good may abound? Yeah. Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's he's sort of arguing is, a kind of logic. It's not quite the same, but it's similar. No. Yeah. It's similar. Definitely. He certainly says absolutely not. So he's definitely dealing with an objection. In this yeah. case, he's dealing with an objection, mm -hmm. which, which resonates with Romans 6. Yeah. 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 The objection being, if you discard the law... Um, you know, if you, if you take Paul's approach, then that's going to lead to immorality. In other words, he's saying that, we're, that we are found sinners. In other words, if you throw away the law in sanctification, for example, yeah. um, we need the law of Moses to keep us on the straight and narrow. Yeah. Because if we throw away the law and you say, you know, we're not under it anymore, then that's just going to encourage sin, mm. basically. Mm. And then the consequence would be that Christ, you're making Christ a minister of sin. Yeah. You're using yeah. your doctrine yeah. of yeah. Christ yeah. to actually encourage people in sin. And you're make, you're, you're in the, then you get the ridiculous conclusion that Christ is actually the, yeah. the author it's of party sin. To it. yes. And of course he says, God forbid, or yeah. certainly not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's not denying that Christians might sin. Yeah. Um, and, and maybe if they, they don't have the fear of, of hell because they, of sinning, they might, be, they might sin. But is Christ causing them to sin? No. Absolutely not. It's they, they are sinning. And he hints as much in verse 8. He says, I make myself a transgressor. In, in other words, if, if, if we're in the flesh and we sin, uh, even as you know, Christians, is, is Christ to blame for that? Certainly not. It's because we are being exactly. selfish. We're following the flesh. But again, the objection is kind of like um, the idea that justification is just a kind of legal thing and makes no real change to, to the heart and the life, um, that we will just feel free to, to sin. Yeah. And Paul yeah. says, no, you've misunderstood Yeah, he's completely. countering, he's preempting yeah. these arguments. Some are cynical arguments and some are genuine inquiries. But, he, but he, he, he's also, you have to link this to Ephesians, you know, but he's saying, but if while we seek to be justified, yeah. suggesting a process of searching for and seeking after justification, yeah. and because it hasn't yet happened, because you haven't understood it, yeah. and you, uh, you, you, you are still carrying on your sinful life to others to see, See, yeah. can you then be accused um, or can Christ be accused of being a minister of sin? But there is no, there's not, there's no process of seeking. Well, I, this is difficult because there can be a process of seeking after Christ while you're searching in your heart, you know, and then 
suddenly zap. For some people, it's zap and, yeah. and afterwards. But there isn't a process. And, it, uh, and the thing is that when you're saved, there is a change. Uh, for some people, it's more dramatic than others. Mm. Um, uh, but in each and every one of us, there is a change. And, and if you're continuing in your old life, and others know you're seeking after Christ. I was being um, a bit convoluted here. I it's it's okay. Sense. I'm just thinking of, uh, we did Philippians a few weeks back. Yeah. And in Philippians 3, verse 12, not that I have already attained this, um, he says, uh, or have already made perfect, but I press on to take hold. Um, is that the is same seeking? thing? No, I'm asking. No, I don't it? think it's not the same It thing. isn't. No. Okay. Justification is a once and only act. Um, but it could be that the people think it's a process. I mean, yeah, I, I no. don't know. There are all sorts I, of funny I don't ideas. think, I mean, in the context, I, th I think he's dealing with, I don't think it means that the, he's, he's not justified. I, I think he's... No, no I, I don't. He's I, saying if we're on this path of justification by faith, um, he'd, otherwise he'd be introducing a whole different issue into the... But I think equation. he's, being different. he's yeah. saying we and including himself, but he doesn't yeah. really he doesn't really mean that. <laughs> uh, it's, um, is there anything we can get from Romans five? Go on. You know, late, later on in Romans five, where he talks about um, we have now been justified. How much more shall we be saved? Is there there is something about us? It, it, we have been saved, we are being saved, we will be saved. But is justification isn't like that. Salvation no, is like okay. that. Okay. But justification, justification is not. Legal reconciliation side, is it's a done, done, yes, deal. Yes, right. a done deal. Yeah. I don't think we should read too much no, into I that word, okay. 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 Yeah. to be honest. Yes. Um, but yeah. rather than saying, he couldn't just say, well, you know, if we're justified by Christ. He, anyway, yeah. I think he's, he is basically answering the main attack against what we're saying. Yeah is that, look, if you, if you reject the law of Moses now, or legalism, then what's to stop you sinning? Yeah. You know, you won't feel like, you know, where actually the answer is, it's not the external law, and this is what yes. he's coming to, it's Christ in me. Because that's when, right. Of when course, I'm, we're, we're not reading the key verse. Yeah. We're, not, we're, yeah, we're analyzing too much. When, when, we're, argument. when we're in Christ, we're not just legally imputed yeah. with righteousness, yeah. we receive his imparted righteousness. Right. Yes. We're not just justified by faith, we live by faith. Yeah. So it's the yes. same principle, we have imparted righteousness, Christ is in us, yeah. and as we live by faith, the reason we won't sin is not because there's a law telling us not to sin, it's because the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus yeah. is in yeah. us, yeah. Christ is in us, and we don't sin because he yeah. is in us, yeah. you know? And, and so Paul denies the fact, and then later on, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace. In other, in other words, if I follow after the flesh, the law will actually activate my flesh, and I won't live. Yeah. Yeah. Even if I do a bit of outward performance, my heart will be wrong. Yeah. Um, but if I live by the Spirit, I'll create real righteousness mm. in my life, mm. you know? Yeah. And so he's answering that objection, I think. That, um, Very good. Yes. Um, and then he says, and just to wrap, to it, wrap yes. this up, he says, but if I build again the yes. things that I destroyed, in other words, if I build up the law again, if I go back to the law, now yeah. I've been justified by faith, I now build up the law again, yeah. I'm actually a, a transgressor. Yeah. Why? Because I am actually rejecting grace. Yes. I'm rejecting Christ yes. in favour of my set of rules. Yes. You know what I mean? Right. And so I'm actually sinning 
yeah. by yeah. doing that. And this is the argument in Romans 7 as well, where he talks about the, um, you know, a woman who was married to a husband mm. uh, until he dies. That's right. And then he puts a twist on it and he says, actually, it's us that, that have died through the death and resurrection of Christ. We've become a new creation and that sets us free from that first husband, which is the law. No, to be really married. It's, to it's not bad, this bloke, is he? It's, okay. no, it's good to have It's a on. really good um, to, analogy to this uh, verse. Yes, exactly. It, exactly. To be married to Christ, yeah. and I can bear fruit for Christ. Yeah. Now, just imagine you have this woman now, yeah. all right? Because this really speaks to the whole thing. Mm. This, this woman, she's now married to Christ. Yeah but she still feels obliged to keep the law of the old husband, you know, the way the old husband told her to do things. Yeah. Now, that might be all right, but if her new husband tells her to do something a bit different, right, he wants lunch at one o'clock rather than three o'clock, yeah. you, you know, but he said, no, I can't possibly because my old husband yeah. told me to do lunch at one o'clock yeah. and she puts the law of the old husband above the new one, she, right. is, she is actually sinning against the new husband. Yeah, she is actually good. disrespecting the new good. husband by holding on we to the old We can all identify. Law. Well, most of us who are married can identify <laughs> to that one. You know, and you've just given one illustration, but, uh, you know, there are many. It's absolutely right. Yeah, so we're being good. disloyal to Christ if we hold on to the law. Yeah. Now, we That's might right. choose to keep aspects of the law of Moses. I know some people yeah. love to keep the feasts and do That's stuff right. like that. You know, that's but not fine. in a salvation sense. It's yeah. a cultural thing. Exactly. Yes. As long yeah. as you don't put it above the gospel. Yeah. And I feel strongly anyway from no knowing many Jewish friends that, you know, it, we should never try and rip them away from their culture. No. That is Christian <laughs> anti-Semitism. Yes. To say, you've got to stop all of that because yeah, you know, that's, 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 that's the old... Just don't husband. see it as a basis for your justification yeah. or your sanctification. That's right. And many of them don't. They're, they're what they most fear, you know, we're talking about those that don't know, know the Lord, you know, they're not no. yeah. necessarily observant, but they, they're very observant of their traditions. And um, the, the danger, of course, is that, is that the tradition completely obscures the meaning of the tradition. You know, what, what is it, what's the root of it? And they're missing out on... Yeah. Um, on what, what is the purpose, why were these festivals given, mm. and how they point towards, uh, uh, how dare of me to say, but they, you know, they're, they're missing out on the, the, the essential connection to the Messiah, and, and they all seem to be converging mm. to it. And one day, as it were, Joseph will reveal himself to yes. his brothers. Yes. I believe that. Yeah, so um, that's really good on verse um, 18 about um, being a lawbreaker. And then we're sort of moving up to the crescendo, as I see it, mm. you know, verse, verse 19. And then verse 20, which I'll leave to John. <laughs> it's not tricky, but, uh, you know, I, I, it's very profound. Yes, it's, it, it, it's hugely profound. And I, I'd, I'd just like to, if I could just turn to Romans 7 for a moment, yeah. mm. because it struck me. Now, let's just read this one. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. Mm. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Mm. And Romans 7 
17 and 18. I was going to go for that, yeah. Yeah, but now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. As I say, it's the other side of the coin. Yes. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. For to will is present with me, but how to perform what is good I do not find. I find that these two scriptures taken together, you know, are, are, are... a challenge, a, a real challenge, because we've all experienced Romans 7, 17 to 18, yeah. and we all want to experience this. Yeah. Um, this is the higher truth. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, it's not that the other isn't true, but this is a higher truth, and this one will trump that every yeah. time. Mm-hmm. It's something we, you know, that's worth really meditating on. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, yeah. a, a period of months just to chew over this scripture, Lord, what does it mean? How can I do this? Because the truth of it cannot be denied. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been crucified with Christ. Yeah. Um, in fact, it's the law that was crucified, yeah. wasn't it? Or the old man. The old man. Yeah, the old man. The old yeah. man that was crucified. That's, that's what's been crucified there. Mm-hmm. And it, therefore, it is no longer I who live. The, the new man is a new man in Christ. Christ yes. And therefore, it's Christ who dwells in him, the life which I now live in the flesh. I live by faith in the Son of God. Now, I have got a feeling that the Greek says, I know Derek will correct me if I'm wrong, I might be, that, that actually the Greek says, I live by faith of the Son of God. Mm. I have heard that. I'm said. pretty sure that's what the Greek says. Yeah, I have heard that. Um, which is, it, it puts a, quite a different complexion on it. I mean, it, yeah. it's, it, you know, but I live by faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. And living by faith of the Son of God, even though it says it in here, makes more sense in the light of everything else we've been saying. It's just grace again. You know, if if you're living by faith in the Son of God, it suggests a work by you. Of your faith. Of your faith. Faith isn't a work. No, 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 it can be. It can be a work. Explore that. And and here you are trying to work to live according to the Son of God who's in you. But if it's his faith, if it's by his faith, Mm. and you're just submitting to that, it's the back to the wind, Derek, back back to the wind and the sailing, you know. You're you're allowing that. Yes, you have to cooperate. It's your body, after all. You've (laughs) got to cooperate. Mm. But allow him Mm. to guide you. That is really powerful. Wonderful. Mm. Wonderful. It's, um, yeah, just to go back to verse 19, I would just set the scene for that, which is, um, I through the law died to the law. Yes. I through the law died to the law. So the law actually brought, demands our death. All right. So through the law, the law demands our death. Now on the cross, Jesus satisfied the demands of the law. That's Galatians 3.13, Christ became a curse for us on the cross. So, but he did more than that, all right? He satisfied the demands of the law that were against us, Mm -hmm. but notice through the law which demanded our death, well, Christ came and took that death for us, Mm -hmm. but, but we were crucified with him. So it's not just that he died independently from us, he he died for us, but the law demanded our death. And we, in a sense, we we died with Christ. Mm. We were identified with Christ. And so the law demanded our death. So so it says, through the law, I died 
to the law. So you see, somebody, for instance, has broken all the laws in England, all right, but the moment he dies, he's now outside the realm of the, the law, that's can't touch good, him. That's yeah. a good one. He's outside the reach of the law. Yeah. Yeah. He's died. In a sense, the law can't do anything more to him. Mm. So when it says we, we have died to the law, that I might live to God, it means now I've been crucified with Christ. Christ has taken the curse. The law has taken me to death. Christ has taken my death. I am now outside the jurisdiction of the law. Yeah. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. So yes. that I'm free now. Yes. I don't have to give my loyalty to the law. I'm free to give to my old, loyalty to, to Christ. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yes. That I might live to God. Yeah. I'm free from the law that I might live to God mm -hmm. through the resurrection life of Jesus in me. And then he says, I've been crucified with Christ. You know, um, that's a done deal. You don't, you know, that, that is accomplished. It, it, it is quite something for folks to get their head around. You know, something, the crucifixion, which was a, 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 an event in time, and I was crucified yeah. with him. Legally, it doesn't mean physically, yeah. legally, because he identified with each and every one of us. He yeah. took it mm. for us. It was a vicarious yeah. act, but he took it for us. The legal identification we says that we cross. were crucified with him. Yeah. We weren't physically, yeah. legally we were. I would say... Uh, isn't it Romans 6, the our old man yeah. Yeah. was crucified yeah. with Christ? Now, yeah. you might disagree with me, but I, I tend to see everything through spirit, soul, body. Mm -hmm. And I believe the essence of who we are is our spirit. Yeah. And our old spirit was dead to God. Yeah. And it was our old man is our old spirit man, if you like, that was through a spiritual union with Christ. When we accept Christ, we're united to Christ and, and, the, and our old man was crucified with Christ, yeah. buried with Christ, and now our spirit is now resurrected with Christ as a new man. Yes. Yes. And so there's a sense in which something real, it is something, yes. not just legal, but something real happened that our spirit went through death and resurrection. Yeah with Christ. So John, could you read in Romans Roman 6 verse <coughs> 5 to um, 14? It would be quite a good, I, I think that gives a, however eloquent we are, you know, Paul yes. manages yeah. to, to articulate it. Five, very, five to 14. Five to 14. If we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also should be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, and that we should no longer be slaves to sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Now if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. For, for the death that he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life that he lives, he lives to God. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be, to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Hmm. Keep going. Keep going to 14. Oh, beg your pardon. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey its lusts. And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead 
and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under law, but under grace. Isn't it wonderful? Mm. <laughs> it is amazing. Absolutely it's not by wonderful. human wisdom to me. No. These, the, the how, how these scriptures all interlace yeah. and reinforce one another. Yeah. And I think he's talking about the new birth there, that our spirit yes. is, is risen with Christ. Mm. That's the, 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 the real us in, in a sense. And therefore we are dead. To, now my flesh is not dead to sin, I'll, yeah. I'll admit to yeah. you, all right? Yeah. But the, the me, the reborn new creation me, is yeah. resurrected with Christ. Yeah. Sin has no dominion over me. So I need to learn to live out from, by the grace of God, from the spirit. Yes. If I try to live in the flesh, he says, you're not under, sin will not have dominion over you for you're not under law but under grace. The implication is if you try and live under law, the sin nature in your flesh is going yeah. to use the law, as Romans 7, as, as a platform, as a base of operation to actually get me sinning. Because yeah. Yeah. I'm now trusting in myself. Yeah. But if I... Don't uh, put myself under law, but instead under the grace of God that is flowing from my spirit, in the Holy Spirit, then I will experience victory over sin. Yeah. It does remind me of an early charismatic song. I'm a conqueror, victorious, I'm living in victory. I'm seated in heavenly places, in Christ, in Christ. And then, da -da 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 -da. I can't remember those. Sounds. But it, it is. We need to keep telling ourselves these yeah, we truths. Do. We do. Uh, and we and go for this transition from this passage in Romans yeah. to what we've just read mm. in Galatians and then on to, on to Ephesians. Yeah. And you get the whole story there. That yeah. we, are, we are seated in heavenly yeah. places in Christ Jesus, which speaks exactly what Derek was saying, that the, the Spirit is resurrected in new life. And it's learning. And if any of our viewers have got any shortcuts to this, please... Please send them in. <laughs> they will. They will, John. <laughs> Please send in your shortcuts, you know, to be able to do this, to be able to just allow Christ to, mm. to flow through you and, and just to walk in that. Mm. In, to uh, overcome. To overcome. Yeah. Yeah. I love the, the two ways he describes this life of grace. There's two ways to look at it in Galatians 2.20. He says, the life that I now live... So we do live, I, you know, I live by faith in the Son of God or the faith yeah, of the Son yeah. of God. Both are possible yeah, grammatically. Yeah, yeah. Um, I live that by faith, by, by depending on, on Christ. But from the other point of view, he, he actually, um, forgive me, it's Christ living in me. Yeah, that's right. It's the life of Christ living in me. I'm sailing, as it yeah. were, because yeah. it's actually his yeah. life. It's yeah. his wind yeah. that's carrying me. I'm responding to that. Mm. Christ lives in me. From the other viewpoint, I am living in my soul. I'm, I'm expressing that, but I'm doing it depending on yeah. Christ who, yes. who is in me. Yes. yes. Great analogy. Faith in the Son of the God. sailing analogy and the old, the old wife. Yeah, old husband analogy. Yeah, very good. Yeah. And, and when you're yielding to grace, it sounds very, it can sound objective, but we need to understand that grace is the manifestation of God's love. When we're trusting in Christ, we're trusting in love. We're, we're resting in his love. Mm. And that's what the, the final yeah. thing there is. Final verse. Who loved me yeah. 
and gave himself for yeah. me. So in other words, that the grace is the manifestation of love. That's right. He loved me and he gave himself for me and so I just need to know that I'm loved and that his love will never let me down and I can trust in that love yeah. and that, that love will, will give me everything I need in this life if I can just let go of yeah. trusting in myself. And, and, then he, and then he hits at the counter side, we've got the last couple of minutes or so, verse 21. Mm. Um, he, he's basically saying, you know, if all that I'm saying isn't true, then Christ died for nothing. Yeah. That's his final sort so of he, nail. He, he's been arguing, he's saying, actually, no, if you follow justification by faith, you put your trust in Christ, you will not live an immoral life but because you will find yourself transformed by the grace of Christ. But now he comes and takes the other side of the argument and says, on the other hand, if you follow this law approach, you are rejecting the foundations of the Christian faith. You are rejecting, you're setting aside the grace of God, yeah. you're nullifying it, and you're setting aside the cross. You're making the yeah. cross superfluous. Yeah. Why did Jesus bother to die on the cross if you can yeah. save yourself anyway? Yeah. You're, you're devaluing the cross. In other words, if you insist on this legal righteousness, you're actually attacking the very foundation. It's almost blasphemous, isn't it? Yeah. It, it is shocking. Yeah. Shocking when you think of what the Lord did. Yes. To then negate that by your, you know, arguments and behaviour. It is shocking. We're in the last minute. And I think he's still saying that to Peter. This is all yes. part of his speech to Peter. Yes. And he's saying, Peter, you're being inconsistent. You are... Yeah. You, don't you realize this, your behavior is questioning the very foundations yeah, yeah. of our faith, the cross and everything. And it is blasphemous because it is, it is actually saying God is not God. Yes. God's grace doesn't count for anything. His redemption, you know, the plan of salvation yes. is actually over there, but I can do it better. Yes. So exactly it is, it is um, blasphemous. Yeah. And he's saying righteousness doesn't come through the law. And he's not just saying justifying the imputed righteousness, but he's saying the imparted righteousness doesn't come through the law. Sanctification got it. doesn't come through the law. <laughs> I think we've got it. End of chapter two. See you in chapter three next week. <laughs>